Fallen! All right, all right. Everybody take a seat, grab a drink. Let's get this show started. All right, in three, two, one, one, two, three, three, two, three, two, two, one. Mic check, mic, mic, mic check. Stop. Mic check. You're so annoying. All right, well, I just want to make sure everything's working in the uh, studio. We did that like 10 times already. No, I'm just saying because we um, we had some spirits here. We had to cleanse. Oh, yeah. We had to cleanse the whole studio. I thought they came back because you were acting crazy. If you guys remember last week, mm-hmm. our Halloween special. We, we we saged this shit. We saged it. We even brought a, a shaman. Yeah. We have videos. We have pictures. We'll show you guys later <laughs> of the guy coming out here. Yes. Uh, we are cleansed. <laughs> Dio Pepe came out and cleansed the studio we with some are. sage. Yes. Uh, so hopefully everything's back to normal. Everything looks good. But I just want to make sure that the equipment is functioning. That's why I'm doing a mic, mic, check, check. One, two, one, two, three, okay. four. Uh, we, we are checked. Okay. Well, if Mike you say has we're good. been checked many times. Over. Many times. All right. Well, then uh, welcome back to another episode of At That Moment. At That Moment. Today we're going to be talking about if you've been keeping up with us, mm-hmm. we've been going decade by decade so if you were here last week you know we did the 70s yeah so we should be doing the 80s or at least an event from the 80s yeah we do one event from the 80s and this week's event is a big one is a big one exxon valdez spill if you uh, were around so we're looking forward to this one because we are not gonna need too many notes because we were alive around this time frame yeah it's nice to go by memory especially since this was 89 yes so we had both been alive for a few years i had been alive for 10 you were in college at the time so <laughs> You're a liar. Uh, no because you were smart okay like doogie hauser Ooh, are we gonna talk about him because he started in 1989 which came out in 89 <laughs> oh if look you at you correctly but uh we uh we're moving too fast <laughs> First, let's talk about the Exxon Valdez spill, which happened March 24th, 1989. All I remember is the sad duckies full of oil and then um, all the workers with their Dawn dish soap. That's when we discovered that Dawn was great, not just for dishes, but for removing oil from duck bills. Then the little duckies. Little it, was, duck it was like the news I remember was just like just all this oil oil all over these poor little animals eagles ducks everything right all these animals and and dawn was i guess yeah the savior because it wasn't harmful to them yeah and it's a degreaser it takes it takes all the nasty shit we eat off our plates (gasps) do you think the owners of dawn dish soap were wrecked the exxon valdez because they knew what would happen and then they would get all this free plus publicity i don't know about (gasps) the exxon valdez but i know exxon valdez for Valdez. sure. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, but, um, I, I like to talk fancy. I know. These. The, the, the Exxon Valdez. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, could be. That's for that's for a different show, though. That's, yeah. a, that's a whole other conspiracy theory on its own. You want to hear another theory I got? Okay. Not really, <laughs> but let's do it. I think that the horrible uh, um, Exxon Valdez situation happened because so many cool things happened in 1989 that the world like the cosmos were like we got it we need a yin to our yang so so many cool things happen and we're going to talk about that like cool things that still impact us but the yin and yang of 
the cosmos was like we need to really it had bad to balance dis- it up yeah so how yeah. would you explain 2020 then all this bad shit going on is there going to be one great thing that happens in 2020 well i think if yeah there's been a lot of great things that came from 2020 are like when we did the lockdown like when the world did the lockdown the first one like pollution went down people are spending more time with their families like i'm not trying to be toxic positivity but i do believe like like covid made all of us just like calm down a little bit like you're not rushing off to work anymore Um, i don't i don't like that I want something really good to happen. I mean, if you're saying that all these great things happened in 89 and one horrible thing that was very clearly horrible, I don't want to go looking for the good. I can do that myself. I want one great thing to happen in 2020. That's that's clear. That's evident. I think it's going to be great for everyone. And I guess we did get Tiger King. It did. So that was our Exxon Valdez. Yes. But in a positive way. I know. I guess it's just like all I've seen is like personal people. Like personal. Like you. I can go through so many personal people where that I know where I'm like, oh, like this is it did work for them. And I know there's a lot of unemployed people out there that's like, shut up, bitch. And I I feel you. And I'm not. I'm. I know that this is a lot of toxic positivity, as they call it, but... I don't know. Who came up with toxic positivity? Oh, it's a huge thing now. Why? Because if you... Because you can't be positive. Trust me. It's been... stupid. It's been a deal breaker for me. Because if you try to find the good in in anything, that's not not good because other people can't do it. Because they're depressed and they can't get out of their funk. You should not talk about the goodness in life or try to get them out of that funk. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to... um, like if someone it, it's this whole like you're entitled to your feelings and most therapists will tell you you're you are entitled to those feelings but you do have to control them like like one thing is they'll give you like 15 minutes to like really go down the rabbit hole of depression for 15 minutes and then you got to set it aside and you got to go about your day but that's kind of changing like people are really it's called toxic positivity but um yeah i don't know i don't know either anyways we don't believe in science anymore or anything so why should we believe in therapy or yes <clears throat> all these proven methods from the past anyway so yes we uh digress we said this one's gonna be a good <laughs> one uh let's stay on track because there's so many things on here that we can really go off the rails because we know so much yes. about 89 <laughs> Uh, and yet we went off the rails before we even got to the topic. No. So it's crazy. <laughs> um, but enough of your freaking toxic positivity. Sorry. We want nothing but sorrow. Okay. And, and shit. Yes. All right. Just give me nothing but shit. All right. Here's my shit. Um, speaking of shit, the Exxon Valdez <laughs> oil spill occurred in Prince William's Sound, Alaska, March 24th, 1989. When uh, the Exxon Valdez, an oil tanker owned by Exxon Shipping Company, bounded for Long Beach, California, struck Prince William Sound's Bly Reef, 1.5 miles west of Tatilik, Alaska, at 12 a.m. local time and spilled over 10.8 million U.S. gallons in a few days. So in case you were not aware or don't remember 
that it was a huge spill. And it is supposedly, uh, according to this, uh, what I found the research is the second largest spill on U.S., um, I guess, territory, mm-hmm. if you will, you know, or, or waters. The oil originally uh, extracted at the Prudhoe Bay oil field eventually affected 1,300 miles of coastline, of, uh, of which 200 miles were heavily or moderately oiled. The Valdez mm. oil spill was the worst oil spill in U.S. waters. Oh, I guess it was the, the worst. Until, oh, okay, until BP's yeah. 2010 deep water. So now it's the, the second, but at that time it was the worst. And I don't know if you guys remember that one, but the British Petroleum, the BP yeah, that was bad. 2010 deep water horizon oil spill. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's crazy because that one was, that one was in a tanker, right? That was actual a uh, pipe, a pipe that, that broke, broke underwater and they just could not, they could not fix fucking it. Fix it. There's and a good movie on that too. Oh, I want to see that because it is interesting. Could you imagine how stressful that would be like if you had to try to like stop that and the whole world was screaming at you so like ah! apparently <clears throat> with that one too because i've done research or read up on that one as well uh the engineers apparently were trying to do it a certain way and i don't know all the the, the technicalities but the owners well you know the investors the rich people the the people with the money were telling them because to use a different product to stop it. Uh, I guess they were trying to use water for to either for some sort of pressure. Mm. Um, I don't know how the whole thing works, but they were trying to create pressure to stop the oil leak. Apparently, that was the only way. Like I said, don't make me explain it how. But apparently, the engineers were saying we cannot use water. We have to use a different type of liquid for pressure because water will not hold it. And they didn't, but the people with the money, with the, the, the pocketbooks, uh, you know, uh, were telling them to do it another way. And that's why it took so long oh and they couldn't get into control because they did not let the actual engineers who Always know this. Always listen to the engineers. Um, they were trying to still save money. No. Even when all this was going on, they were still trying to save money. So, um, so yeah, those were, a lot of these were, were not just uh, uh, technological errors, but also a lot of human errors well and the exxon wasn't he he was um drunk that one was completely a human error yes. yeah he yeah. was drunk yeah he was dry that was, he was that's horrible boating. that's gonna be yeah i mean talk about a dui worst dui ever ever that is horrible that and caused, it's like that's just a warning listen if you got a drink before you go to work let's just call that a sign get some help yeah if you got if you're in charge of over 10 million gallons of oil yeah yeah, probably not a good time to drink. But I'm just thinking, if you're Ever. a waitress, like like, do we really? Yeah. Waiters, waiters are an exception. Okay. <laughs> we used to have a little a little drinky poo before your shift. That's okay. Never drive, okay. never drive drunk. But oh, yeah. right before your shift, it's different spilling gravy on somebody's shirt because <laughs> you got a little tipsy uh, than 10 million gallons of oil. It's a little, there's, there's a difference. But I guess what I'm saying is like the drive to work. Yeah. The drive. Yeah. Don't don't drink, drink never drink and drive. It's not worth it. All right. But at the end of the day, we're not here to talk about the Exxon Valdez. In fact, I think we've talked more about the Exxon Valdez than we've ever talked about any event. We're here to talk about everything else that happened around 1989. Yes. Why all the duckies were all oiling up. Um, there's a lot of other things going on. So in music, I'm going to um, do a, something a little bit different. Normally we talk about like, 
you know, a song or an album or something that 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 was spectacular around that time. This time I just picked a bunch of stuff that came out in 89. I figured we would just talk about it because we do know so much more about 89 than other years. I figured we could just pick all these songs and then talk about how that made us feel or what you think about that. So Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli. The best. Now, Millie Vanilli would fit in today. Oh, yeah. They would be fine. They do because all they got to do is auto tune them. Yes, they would be. They would have been fine. They would have been fine. Today, that's pretty much what what everybody does. Yes, everybody is auto tuned. No one's freaking. Freaking Vin Diesel has a new song out. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Check it out. I'm not even lying to you. The race car movie guy. Yeah, Vin Diesel. Oh my god. That guy. Yeah, that guy. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. That's a horrible Vince Diesel. But again, he's. he's it kind of sounded like Bernie. He's singing. Oh, Vin Diesel and Bernie. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. And you're going to pay 70% of your taxes to me. Oh my God. Toretto. No. Toretto for president 2020. Nobody. Oh my God. Nobody can ever beat me. I've never lost. Now you I've sound. I've never lost the race. You sound like, oh my gosh, you sound like Bernie, um, talking Trump talk. I've <laughs> oh, never, <yeah. laughs> I've never lost the race. Well, yeah, it's fantastic. If you, if you mix Bernie and Toretto, that you get you, Trump. <laughs> you get Trump. So yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, anyways, the blame it on the rain came out. If you don't know what we're talking about with Millie Vanilli, they're the group or the two guys essentially. They got caught. Um, with uh, I would say it, um, they they weren't it was they weren't lip-syncing. using their voices. Lip-syncing. Yeah, there you go. Well, they weren't. Yeah, someone like, else. Some- but everyone did that. I mean, people don't realize that back then the version before they had auto toning, they had if you were not attractive, like there's been so many like bigger, thicker ladies that sang these powerful vocal vocals, and then some skinny bitch got the credit. Like that was huge. So I honestly, when I but go back, but they never got discovered. Really, they, right? it never got because Millie never Millie Vanelli was so popular. Yeah, like it's easy to put someone in a background or you know doing a one, one verse. And it was funny because when they got caught, it was I think it was like uh, in a concert, right, where the record started to skip, and then they they one of them ran off stage. Oh, and I, I don't know what happened. Uh, but I, th- I think they mo- they both may have just taken off. One of them tried to continue dancing, and the other one kind of ran off stage to try to fix it or do something. I don't know. Yeah. And then that's kind of where it started. But at the end of the day, today, like we know, like lip syncing to songs to your songs is not it's not wrong. You can you can do that. They do that all the time in concert. Yeah, a lot of people. Maybe, I mean, some people take pride in like yeah, I would never do right. That, Maybe it's but. not ethical, you know. But if you're running around putting on a good show, most of them. Do record their songs, yeah. right? Because then that way they don't have to worry about... If they're not huffing and puffing... Right, right. You know they're... And, but my point is that that's what started the ball rolling. And then they're like, well, uh-huh. if, it, if that's not them singing, and then, you know, in, uh, who, then who is singing for them? You know, they try to play it off at first. saying, yeah, we apologize. You know, it was a recording. And, you know, it, it, the record skipped or whatever it was. I'm, yeah. I can't imagine they would use a record when they yeah. were live in concert. <laughs> but the machinery failed, right? Uh-huh. And... um and so I think people were on to them. And so they're like, okay, well, that that's not fun, you know, that you're not singing your, your songs live, mm-hmm. but we'll forgive you. But then it came out like the, they were not even the people that actually were singing the songs mm-hmm. came out and they were right. They were horrible looking people. 
Yeah, I mean, like it's horrible. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but, but they because they weren't like Milli Vanilli. They had cool. great voices, but they didn't look. You know, they that didn't look, look. And that's when they things didn't have were more imagey. Yeah, because the eighties, it we did start going after that. At, you know, yes, like that. The look, look. the pop, pop, the the pop look started. Yeah, uh, we didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. If that man doesn't redo that for twenty twenty, well, t- come I think on. I think someone else has not not a oh, famous one they? like as a parody. I think. Oh, because I mean. We've, or I, parts of it, at least. That is... Uh, Love Shack by Love the Shack, B-52s. La Lombada. Do you remember Lombada? La, la, la. Wait, is that <laughs> Lombada? <laughs> I thought that's what was Lombada. La Bamba? I thought that's what it was. Lombada. Lombada. What is that? A sexual dance. What? Of Latinos all over the place. Lombada. Um, I think I vaguely remember now. It's the one now. that goes the. That's almost as embarrassing as La Bamba. No, it's not. That's that's right on. There, it's the dirty dancing. It's, oh. it's the where the the it's like it's like they're love making the oh. couples. It was like a huge thing in in the eighties. The girls I wear like do. their you know their like little dresses and they yeah. Dance I think I remember very that very close hip to hip. Salsa kind of stole its thunder. Mm, well, it's always existed, but yeah. Lombada became it was a thing, and then no, salsa. No, salsa's always been around. Lombada yeah, but is I'm more of a sexual thing. Culture. Um, maybe, but it uh, it opened the doors to the sexualization of oh, dancing. dancing. Okay. There was even a movie, well, probably several movies made of it, but that song was huge. <laughs> um, I need to <laughs> And then, of course, following uh, Lombada was Me So Horny by Ooh. Two Live Crew. Oh, me so horny. Oh, oh, me so horny. Me love you long time. Remember? Yes. No, you don't remember? I mean, I'm just I, singing a song. Don't, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be racist here. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm singing a song. I'm singing a song that was I created know. by people to live crew down in florida i don't think that that would have gotten through the political correctness mm, me, so horny. me so horny <laughs> me love you long time is that r- yes is that that's in it goes? yes it is <laughs> look it up look it up okay to live crew pump up the jam by pump technotronic jam. pump it up a little more something something <laughs> bum, bum, bum. yes lots of energy all right April uh, 12th, uh, 1989, Michael Jackson is named King of Pop after receiving the Soul Train Heritage Awards. May 1st, California, USA jewelry store employees called the police reporting a suspicious person uh, hanging around their store. The person turned out to be Michael Jackson oh, shopping man. in disguise. Oh, man, <laughs> you're, you are King of Pop. And then three weeks later, you're just a black guy hanging around at a jewelry store. Well, was he, though? Was he at that time? Was he a black I think guy? he was in still 89, he was still, trans, he was still transitioning. Yeah. Motley Crue's album, Dr. Feelgood, reached number one on the Billboard Top 100. I'm not going to call Dr. Feelgood. I'm not going to make it feel all right. You remember that song? Mm-hmm. Motley Crue. No? Um, yeah, uh, no. You ever danced uh, on the pole to that song? <laughs> I've never. You were, you were known any any of your friends to dance to that song? Um, we're moving on. Motley Crue, <laughs> Doctor Feelgood. Come on. The next na- one na- is the most interesting. Name me a stripper that hasn't danced to Doctor Feelgood. Right. January twenty third, James Brown is sentenced in Georgia, USA, to six years in jail in connection with a police chase through two different states. I believe that was because he was being accused of beating up his wife. 
Ooh, James Brown. He Daddy. went there. He went to jail for, I believe that's what he went to jail for, um, beating up his wife, and then he was let go uh, for um, just for a moment to record Rocky Four. No. Yes, sir. They let him out to record Rocky Four. Do you remember that scene where Apollo Creed is uh, dancing in like the the big old uh, the red, white, and blue hats, the oh, top yeah. hat, and then the the little um, the suit, you know, with the the yeah. coattails and everything, and he's all America and dancing, and then oh he he's comes down from you know or from the rafters, or whatever, and there's fireworks going off, and James Brown is is singing. Uh, uh, living in America, you know, and the Russians like oh, in the ring. Oh my god! Remember that, that epic scene? He, James Brown, was let go or let you know released from prison just to record that. Wow. Yeah, like so around. So the, things the, like those that doesn't happen he was, nowadays, right? He was. I don't know. I don't know. But he that was. That seems pretty. Yeah. Well, I heard um, Weinstein's going to be let go to produce one last movie. That so will not. I heard. Yeah. Oh, he know. that man should stay no, in because he will get shot. <laughs> um, yeah, he's safer there, right? Yeah. But yes, James Brown was uh, let go just to do that scene. That's crazy. Living in America. Wait, what are you asking? You see, that wouldn't happen today, as in someone from prison wouldn't be like go to record a movie or uh, or that scene where they're so proud of america oh yeah <laughs> a, a black person dressed up in the american flag dude I think apollo those... creed is like the og man uh, trump supporter yeah <laughs> think about it yeah all covered up all right december 23rd ice cube leaves nwa after financial problems and several conflicts with their manager jerry heller and the group's founder easy e by this time, Cube has been recording his solo de uh, debut album, which will be released next year in I, 1990. I love that he was recording it. While yeah, I know. While he was it's still... like I, those are he's he did the equivalent of like wait till you have a job before you quit your other job. Yeah, so he already so had he it, got yeah. it. He probably was like sneaking in using their you know recording stuff getting it all done and oh, like yeah. peace <laughs> this next one will be fun for you mm -hmm. uh, i don't know if you remember this but if you were a rock fan you'll remember this because for the first time in its history in 1989 a grammy is given to the best hard 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 remember that hard rock slash metal performance metal the award is given to jethro tall for crest of nov uh jethro tall <laughs> is awarded uh, Best Hard Rock Metal Performance, Vocal or Instrumental, uh, to booze from the audience at the 31st Grammy Awards. Do you know why they were booing him? I, I feel like... Do you know who they beat out? Um, I want to say Guns N' Roses. No. Metallica? Metallica. Metallica. They beat out Metallica to uh, hard rock, heavy metal. Jethro Tall, who used oh, to play a fucking flute in their fucking songs. Oh, my gosh. They're, like, Jethro Tall was like, if rock and roll existed in the Middle Ages... Oh my god. That's what Jethro Tall even their posters. I remember having a Jethro Tall poster uh, because and now because I was a fan of Jethro Tall because I liked the artwork uh, and, I, and my cousin had one or whatever and uh yeah, it was like out of the, the it was it was not hard rock. It was not no. hard rock, right? And so if anything it was like folk music, but oh, they yeah. <laughs> they won. So yeah, Grammys, that would piss off they're some like, metallic. Well, we'll we'll open up to to heavy metal, but we won't give it to an actual metal person. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be scandal. So all Twitter right. would be blowing up if that happened right today. Now. So toys from 1989. Ooh, toys. Let's get into video games first. 
Okay. April 21st, Nintendo releases Super Mario Land on the Game Boy, which, true story here, mm -hmm. there's only two games in my life, two video games in my life that I've ever beaten. That was one of them, Mario Ooh. Land on the Game Boy. Because my sister, cause she's so smart, mm -hmm. won... Um, uh, I think it was because of her grades. She was entering some kind of raffle because she oh. had like straight A's or whatever. And she ended up winning a Game Boy. And so, of course, I used to borrow it all the time. By borrowed means I used to take it because I was the older brother. So <laughs> I remember um, it was around Christmas time, New Year's time or somewhere in between there where where I think um, uh, I was playing it all. I remember staying up all night and all next day for like for two days. Mm -hmm. So the first time I'd ever beaten a, a full game. So I mm -hmm. beat that game. And then the next time I won a game was in 2010 or beat a game, which was like Call of Duty 3 or something. Yeah. One of those. That was it. Those are the only two oh times my in my gosh. life when we have an eight-year-old who's probably beaten like 20 games. He beats a, a hard game in like a day or two. Yeah. So, anyways, just a little fun fact for you uh, you guys uh, who want to know more about Mario and my history, my <laughs> life history. Uh, super, yeah, Mario Land was the first uh, game that I, that I beat. And I wouldn't beat another one for almost 30 years. Um, and then Zelda goes out. Yep. That's Zelda huge. came out also. And the watch. Don't forget. The Zelda watch also came out. Mm. August 26, 1989. Uh, Mattel releases the Power Glove controller for the NES home console. Universal Pictures releases oh. the Wizard on December 15th of that year. So this was like in conjunction. And if you guys don't remember, let's talk about both. I know this is a movie, not necessarily a game. But the Wizard, for some reason, this is one of those that has the Mandela effect. You know, the, mm -hmm. is it called the Mandela effect where you think one thing, but in reality it was another? Oh, yeah. Um, and so I always thought this was the whiz kid. Yeah. And a lot of people also think no, that. No, I thought that in my head too. Yeah, I know. It, with, it, but it's the wizard. With the savage boy. Yes, Fred Savage. I thought that's what it was. It's the wizard. The I know. And it's one of those movies. It's one of those. But that movie, what? I love I loved that movie. I love that movie. It's the wizard. I know. Then what is the whiz kid? I don't know. We will have to look oh, it up too. Oh, that's crazy. I know. This is one of those. I know. And so the wizard was with Fred Savage. And I want to talk about this because Super Mario 3 came out at that time too. Super Mario 3 uh, was one of the best uh, video games for Nintendo, for NES. It's still considered like the, the best, but it, yeah. best selling or like third most. The best in the world. 17 million copies. It's been redone like three or four different times by NES. And then it finally in 2018, it was released for free yeah. uh, on the end on the Switch online services. But a lot of people think it's the GOAT. It's the, the greatest great, yes, of all it, time. because of the, when its origins and everything, yeah. yes, and the way it was built, created, the things you could do with it, yes. And I remember playing it; it was too hard. I couldn't pass that game, but mm -hmm. I also didn't spend too much time. I didn't, I didn't have these things growing up. Like I said, my yeah. sister had to be smart and win a, a Game Boy in order for me to even play with one. So, but anyway, so all these, this isn't a coincidence. This movie came out. Uh, the glove, the power glove. And if you guys don't remember, you remember? The, do you remember the power glove? I don't remember a lot of this. This it? was a very difficult time in my childhood. You were, so. you were broke and living out of a van <laughs> by yes, the river. Yes, so we didn't have any of it. But the power glove was, um, it was a failure. It wasn't like Super Mario 3, greatest of all time. Power glove, meh, nah. not so much. They were it ahead of their like, time. Yeah, because now that just looks like yeah. virtual reality. It, it, I, mean, it, I mean, it's more of like the, the little nunchucks. For the, yeah, the Wii and yeah, all that. That's yeah. all it really is. But it was ahead of its time. It um, was. But all the, the reason I'm putting all these three together, why I put it with the wizard, 
because that movie was essentially Nintendo's way of like it was when movies were coming out now and they were marketing yeah everything in the movies right so like that movie was just a it commercial. was really just a commercial for Super Mario Brothers three and it, wow. it so you didn't even know that Super Mario Brothers three was coming out until you saw the movie People and Teenage went, Ninja Turtles what about it the egg was in that movie as well. Oh, the game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But the big one was Super Mario Brothers yeah. 3. So they, and they used it at the end for the championships. Oh. That's, that's the game that they unveiled. They're like, no one oh. had ever played it. And so even these kids that were amazing at video games, the, the, the whole movie was about okay. a little kid who, by the way, let me, let me say this real quick. It was Fred Savage and this girl. Somehow they end up finding this this little kid. And I don't know. I don't remember. I remember seeing the movie and I really liked it. But I don't remember all the little details. But at the end of it, I know that he was really good with video games. And they found a way to make some money. And then they ended up wanting to take him to compete for the championships uh, in some other state or whatever. Like I said, I don't know. They're looking for parents or what they were doing at the end of the day. But this kid was used. The little kid, Fred Savage use that little kid because that little kid was quiet one let Mm -hmm. me give you let me give you the symptoms he was quiet he was reserved um he really didn't like to do anything else or talk much but he was really focused on video games autistic kid you're getting you're getting advantage of autistic autistic kid yeah you sons of motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) we gotta watch that with little easton that's that's all that that's all that movie is but anyways so this autistic kid and then there's a bully of course there's always a bully there's always Uh, and and there's a scene in the movie that was the cool part where they're playing these these video games and then this guy who ends up being like the bully brings out this power glove and everyone's like, what, what the fuck? He's got the power <laughs> glove. And he's like amazing with it, whatever. But um, anyway, so that's a fun movie. So yes, not the Wiz Kid, like I thought. And many yeah. others thought. It's the Wizard. Mm. And then uh, real quick, G.I. Joe Crusader. The G.I. Joe Crusader uh, was just a special. And it's. I remember I remember coming out. I, everybody wanted it. Everybody wanted this, G.I. Joe Crusader. The only reason I put it on here is because now... It is worth, uh, or there's been a few that uh, they're factory sealed, brand new, top of the line, $2,000 for one of those. So if you have we one of those that's still it? factory sealed, it's two, oh. It's worth $2,000 right now. Damn. Hasbro G.I. Joe Series 8 Cobra Fang 2, which is like a little, little fighter pilot contraption thing for Cobra, um, is worth up to $200 these days. So if you still have any of these G.I. Joes still sealed up, they're worth quite a bit of money. But a lot of these extra stuff came out in 89 now. At Christmas time, we're going to buy toys, but they're not allowed to open them. That doesn't happen anymore, though. I don't think so That is not like it used to. Because there's enough nerds that are just buying them and putting them on the shelf that it's like, and they're not made uniquely. And it's it's also done, um, it's it's done, um, what do you call it, um... They overdo them. Yeah. They, they make too they many ma- of them. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. You want to talk about uh, Doogie Hauser? You like Doogie? Um, you know what? This man's staying power is amazing. Neil Patrick Harris? Yes. Tell people about Doogie Hauser. So Doogie Hauser was this little kid that um, he had leukemia. I did not know that. Um so he had leukemia as a kid twice, and his dad was a doctor, and they got him through it, and that inspired him. And then they discovered that he um, 
was a genius. So he like had a perfect SAT. So he did like high school in nine weeks and he was a doctor at 14. So this show was started at 16. We had picked up with him at 16 where it's kind of like this come of age, like he's trying, you know, he's a teenager, but at, lives with his parents. Yeah, he's got teenage problems, but he's a fucking doctor. Yeah, so he doesn't have money problems. Like, and how do you, <laughs> it's so crazy. So crazy. So it was a really, I mean, it was really, really popular. It it didn't get the finale that everyone wanted. Because I don't even remember. It, it just was like, um, they had wanted to like, cause he always typed on his journal. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, was, yeah. The do, computer. I remember. Yeah. So they wanted to make him like, he leaves yeah. medicine right. to become a writer. His journal. But he, oh, is they that got, what they wanted? They got canceled out of the blue. So it was like. They didn't get in a finale. Oh, that sucks. So yeah, they did a quick one where they just was like, um, he left medicine and he went to Europe, like all the other yeah. teenagers, like all the other young adults. I'm gonna backpack through. That's Europe. crazy, but by the age of 24, he had already lived. He already done half yeah. 10 years. He retired. 10 years <laughs> of a yeah, 10 years as being a doctor. He already has a 401k. That's built ridiculous. Up. Yeah. So and it's just I think what that show was was popular and cool at the time, but the the weird thing is that this guy's went on to have some of the most epic shows and epic online presence. How I Met Your Mother. How I he Met Your Mother. Yeah. Probably most, a lot of people's favorite character. Oh, yeah. Barney, he was Barney, right? Yeah, Barney, Barney, yeah. And just so, yeah. So, and then he, I mean, he's done theater. And then how and cool then, he is in real person. Yes. And in his character, because Barney, Doogie Howser, two very different characters. Yes. Uh, he's also been in what movie was it? Was it one of the um, Kumar and whatever? Oh yeah. You know where they smoke pot? Where the, mm-hmm. he comes out, and he's actually like a huge like drug addict, and like he's like <laughs> takes him to a whorehouse and everything. Or what uh, movie, was that one of those movies? Yeah, I think so. And 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 like his character, like they they and they, he's playing himself. He's playing Neil Patrick Harris. Oh my god! But he's playing himself as he's like this fucking crazy, wacky drug addict, like you know guy who yeah. calls like they everybody knows him at the whorehouse. You know, like the, all the the girls. So it's like just funny. Like this is the the idea that everyone has that he's like a mixture of all his characters he has ever yeah. played. He's Barney. He's Doug, Doogie Howser. He's all these. That's Neil Patrick Harris. That's who people think he is, right? And yeah. that's, that's how he plays himself in these funny roles. Yeah. In reality, he's gay. He's got a partner. He's got a beautiful family. Yes. Don't they have like an adopted baby uh, they or have, something? Or? I, they, well, they're big now. They're like 10, but I think they're twins. Older, yeah. And but his still. mom is like in commercials with him. Like... And I, I, he probably, but got his shit to, for for a child star. He, yes, he he, he never. never never got into drama in real life. He never got into drama, drugs, no. alcohol, nothing negative. Like he, he's like the most positive, perfect family. Yeah, like the perfect spouse. Yes. Everything about him is so perfect. And you, and then you don't know that. Nobody knows that. Nobody knows. It's so private. Yeah. Uh, and then when it came out, it was like, wait, what? He's he's married to another man. He's 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 gay. This like people didn't yeah. know anything. Yeah, and I think mainstream people, like, like I remember when he came out gay, and they were like, Doozy Hauser's gay. And then it was just kind of like, he was, he he normalized it. Right. I think for a lot of people, he just normalized it, like, so much, where it's just like, 
Because, I mean, from 89 to yeah. now, it's like, and he just kind of, you're right, he didn't make a big, big he just normalized But he life. also has, he can poke fun of himself, too. Yeah, with he's these, funny. With these roles, right? Yeah. And it's like they're asking him to do, like, other roles when they ask him to play Neil Patrick Harris and what the perception was of him. Yeah. Because it's, I guess, maybe because it's, like, mocking, like, the fact that everyone knows that he's perfect. And yeah. so if you if you play yourself as this guy who's into hookers and yeah. crack and, <laughs> and stuff like that, it's it's hilarious. Yeah. And the fact that he can do that is is pretty awesome. So yeah. To me, I, I don't know. I, I, I do not get like fan girl a lot. But, but for, for him, you for Neil Patrick, because he seems like a cool person. Like, yes. like, yeah. I don't care to hang out with anyone in Hollywood. Like, no one's like. There's a few people that I'm like, you'd be a cool dude. Like, like, to, yeah. like, we could be your neighbor. You know what else happened in 89? What? I came to America. Shut your mouth. Mm, yes, ma'am. And I, I remember that because it's when The Simpsons started. Um, obviously, because I came here, this should be a big part of my life. So I remember it. But I remember those two things. That I know that all this other stuff happened. And I was watching these things and everything. I was living here with my grandparents and my aunts, uh, but my parents, I technically still had my home in Mexico, right? In Juarez. Oh. The the year that summer, it was 89, We my parents bought a home in El Paso. For the first time, we our residence, my real residence was in El Paso, Texas. Wow. So 89 was the first year I moved. I, we technically moved and I finally got to live with my parents. So 89 is <gasps> a big year to me. And I always remember That's 89... Huge. Out of all these other things, I don't remember anything else about 89, even though those things happened. I would never tell you, unless I did research like I did for this show, yeah. I wouldn't tell you the Exxon Valdez. I remember it happened in the 80s. I don't know what year or what date. I remember Doogie Howser. I remember all this. That was like 80s, 90s, whatever. But I couldn't tell you what. But I could tell you that The Simpsons came out in 89 because that's when I moved to El Paso. Those two things go ahead and hand wow. for me. Wow. So, I did not know yeah. that. That is cool. Yeah. So that's how I know that even, even though there were other little minisodes that had come out prior, like yeah. a few years, on the, um, what was Tracy her name? Allman Tracy Show. Allman Show. I yeah. watched it from the beginning. I loved Tracy Allman. Yeah, that my was life hilarious. Ha- my life must have gotten settled at some point because I remember when the first Simpsons, I remember Tracy Allman. I watched her. I yeah. love that show. Yeah, well, you should have been probably middle school. Should? No, I'm oh, okay. Probably middle school. <laughs> yeah, um, I was. Sixth I think grade, it's maybe. Sixth grade, yeah. Sixth grade, yeah. Because yeah. I was fourth grade. Okay, because I was about, I to, was about to like, <laughs> you son of a bitch, you share the sweet moment and then oh, slap me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Simpsons came out in '89, and we've and, been hearing about them ever since. And the Simpsons are my all-time favorite, greatest thing that ever happened until I just found out you came here. Now, that's the greatest thing that ever happened in 1989, but The Simpsons was my favorite. You know what's now. my favorite thing that happened in 89? What? Cops. Cops. <laughs> Poor cops. Rest I know. In peace. And so now they're they're no longer around, right? Because yeah, of everything? All the cop the, shows the got shows, pulled. That's crazy. Cops live. That, that show, Cops, um, it was epic. It was all, everywhere. I know. It's huge. And I, and honest to be honest with you, when, when I found out that it... Went off the air this because of everything going on with mm-hmm. you know uh, going Social against unrest. cops. Yeah, um, I was like, it was still around. <laughs> I, know, I, can, I, I honestly I think didn't they know. moved it to Cops Live, so it was like a oh, live show. Yeah, I never saw any of that stuff. It was fun. It, the cops was good to see for clips later on. It's gonna yeah. be good for just to watch like one or two at a time. Not yeah, not a whole fucking episode. And I guess we just grew because now it's like 
you kind of see the other point. Like, cops was 100%. The cop was right. The other people, I think the most famous well, cop no, they guy. Even said, they even said it on there. What? They said, remember, oh, you know, everybody, all, everybody on this show is innocent until proven guilty, blah, blah. Yeah. But they was, and I guess in the, because I, I remember one of the, um, the standout ones was the truck driver that was wearing a dress, yeah. lingerie. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of the most famous ones. And I think that, talk about normalizing, because back then that was shocking. And now you're like, a guy wearing, you know, it's not as shocking. So did that one, where did that one happen? Do you remember? I don't know. So I'm wondering, I don't think it's the El Paso one, but the El Paso one. <laughs> so cops got banned from El Paso. Oh, no. I don't know if you knew that. And maybe later on they lifted that ban. Like I said, I didn't keep up with it. But I know that at one point cops was banned from oh El Paso gosh. because. You guys were so progressive. It showed. Well, it, the show, it, the, the, the show, because it showed the one episode, I think, maybe one or two that had they had shown from El Paso. They showed El Pasoans in a bad light. Um, according to them, whatever, uh, and it was like it's it's they're capturing reality. They're capturing <laughs> what's happening here, and whoever whoever was in charge at the time, whoever could pull this, did it, and they they banned them supposedly wow. because the show didn't. I'm like, what's it's cops? What did you think they what were going to yeah, find? Yeah, they they're looking for the low, like the people in the worst situation. Yeah. I mean, if you were on there, like you know, if you weren't in a wife beater or shirtless, yeah, you weren't going to make it. You weren't going to make it on the show. So no. it's like these dudes are always, they always look the same. Your man. shirt better be stained or if stained. you want to show yeah. up. Yeah. Which you're, means you're, that I would always be on the show every week. Your wife beater. Yeah. You, you wear. Yeah. I'm always like one minute in. I stain my shirt. Stains. Oh my It's all gosh. loose. Titty hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to tuck your titty in. What the fuck? Why you got to? Why are you wearing a white beater with a titty hanging out, Crystal? Put some clothes on. <laughs> You're not on cops. <laughs> I'm on top. Your, your little string top. Oh, you're. Oh. All right, take a, take a break. Take a break. Go back oh there. Go God. back there. All right, put, put yourself together. I can't. Pull yourself together. Put your tuck, tuck your tits away. Stop. You're not on cops, Crystal. Come on. Oh Come on now. <laughs> I know I know most of your family's been on this show but oh <laughs> you'd be you'd be one of those people that like half your body's blurred out <laughs> half your body's blurred out back up back up oh my god what the fuck happened they blurred out half her body <laughs> Pants are falling off or fucking titties hanging out. Is that a stain? Nope. It's a blur. It's pixelated because they're fucking. Is she naked? Nah, that's just everything's falling out. Everything's falling out. They pixelated her whole fucking face and body. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad we told ourselves don't go down rabbit holes. <laughs> uh, oh let's I, get let's get saved by the bell. Okay. Because the show Saved by the Bell also came out in '89. They did not use pixelation. 
Oh no, they didn't. There's no, they're hopefully not, because those um, Kelly Kapowski, Kelly my Kelly Kapowski, um, didn't she go on to be someone mean in another show? She, I think she was on nine hundred two one zero. Oh yeah, she was like I think she was one bad, on. right? She's been on all the like she she's the ringer. They bring her in. Oh, like for little things. for a long time, like like if it if they needed ratings. And then the Jesse ended up fucking doing soft porn. Yeah. What was that? Remember the movie? Yeah. The, the, it was like a, was it a stripper movie? It was about strippers. Yeah. yeah. I think she had the Jan Brady thing. She was like the middle child. She was never quite Kelly. Right. Yeah. And the other girl, what was the other girl's name? Um, I forget her name. But she was like. She, she wasn't that. She was that, cool. Yeah. But she was cool. She, ha- she was cool. So she didn't need to be Kelly. She was the cool girl. She was, but she also wasn't that popular. Even afterwards, I don't think she was that no, popular. She, either, right? I think, I want to say she went on to Republican stuff. I was going to say that. I think she went on to be like a freaking uh, Fox reporter or something, but yeah. very conservative. I liked her too, uh, but Kelly was my girl. Kelly, yeah, Kelly, Kelly was everybody. And I always pretend to be Mario Lopez. Oh, Mario Lopez. With the curly, curly hair. Yes. Zach was such a douchebag. I know. That's what when people talk about it now, it's like All the he things was he did. a douchebag. He sold Cal like he put he, he he prostituted them out. I mean if you look at shows, there was yes. times where he, he had people pay uh like men pay to do certain things. I mean, I'm not saying they did them, but I'm saying if you look at the grand scheme of thing, he was selling them, he was uh selling his friends, he was uh committing fraud. Yes, he was uh, a bad he person. He did he did all of those things. He did all those things. I mean, he stole shit all the time. He sold drugs. Little I mean, narcissist. It, all the all yeah. the stuff in 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 very minuscule ways but when you look at it that the big picture like this dude was prepping to to fucking run for the democratic party but can i tell you how <laughs> just but, kidding but guys no, no. republicans are just as bad yeah can i tell you that he is one of the texas people he moved out of california and said we're moving to did texas he? yeah Wasn't so he his, just did that his second big show was um one of those law and the order blue, ones yeah blue blue something something a cop show he cop did show. a cop show yeah um, but anyways, but his character, Zach, yeah, Zach exactly. Morris, was, like he was so cool at that time. And it's like, no, he was cool. But then when you look back were, on it, he did all those bad. things. He committed a lot of a lot of felonies, mm-hmm. a lot of felonies. Ladies. Always go with the Mario. A lot of felonies, ladies. Cuter butt. Too. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos also came out at that time. Was Bob that so funny? Saget. He had two shows going on. He had that in Full House yeah, at the same when time. When this came out. And you would watch those videos. Like now we have YouTube. It was early YouTube, yeah. It was early, early YouTube. YouTube. That's all I was. But I remember laughing like I was just laughing ten minutes ago. Where you're just like yes. laughing Some so of those, yeah. hard. Yeah. It was like because you never, you never that saw was the that. first time. Yeah. Where you got to see that other people's crazy. inside their home. Now now it's ev- everywhere. Yeah, it's like we uh, that's our family home videos. Everything's videotaped. But this was just that was insane how and, funny it was and he had those two he had like the two top shows yeah. in the country at the same time good old bob saget then he you know and his comedy was always raunchy people didn't know that but because he got so popular that when people went back and looked at his comedy it came out like oh holy whoa oh, the it full, was like your dad the full house guy is being yeah. talking about freaking balls and penises yeah uh, but apparently that was always his thing. He actually came out on Joe Rogan and uh, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. He's still dirty. He's Yeah, dirty, I can dirty. imagine. He still funny. has that old school, like old oh. Jewish dirty joke telling method. Like oh, it's okay. still, he's still a funny guy. 
But um, anyways, uh, another show, Boner Alert. Baywatch. You say that, but this was popular mostly by the females. Yeah, it's okay. Because they're females. Like, I love these girls. Yeah. I loved Carmel Electra. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson was my girl. She was your hero? I loved her. She made cheap and trashy um, mm-hmm. great again. Barbed wire. <laughs> I remember, I remember checking out Barbed Wire, the movie. I don't know yeah. if you remember that. Oh, yeah. That was disappointing because it was a bad movie. And I, I only checked it out because I wanted to see some. And it, it, there wasn't enough. You'd, yeah. you'd get more nudity out of like a, uh, an old school uh, nerds or horror nu- movie from the 70s. I didn't need the nudity. Of course not. But, but she also had another show that was one of my all-time favorite shows. She was like, she, it was like private investigators. And her character was so funny. But yeah. I loved I loved her. Yeah, so, but I don't remember anything from this show other than the 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 beginning part, the intro where they're all running. I know, but Bruh. what made this was all the outside American people. What do you mean all the outside? Uh, or American not people? that outside of America? Sorry, that the international people is what made them rich and famous and made this so popular. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it well, was nothing. That's what made compared, him. Yeah. What, what's his name? David uh, Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Is huge, like in Australia, yeah, other countries. Germany, apparently Germany, like because I guess he he sings also and has records, right? Mm -hmm. And Germany, he actually performs in Germany. Yeah, like when have you gone to a concert by David Hasselhoff (laughs) here in America? Germans love fucking Hasselhoff. I don't know, they cannot get enough Hasselhoff. And there's also a really famous person that you don't realize. Gosh, I want to think of the guy's name. He was super popular on that show. And then, but he was tiny, and now he's huge. He's huge as in, like, built, like, Popular physically? and physically. But you would never believe that they were t- together. the same person. I need to research that. Because I want to say it's Jason Momoa. No. No, I'm serious. Oh, Something you're right. Like I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he was on, yeah. but the later shows. But he, the, yeah, the later, the later ones, shows. Like, and, but he was, he was, like, a teen. Like, yeah, yeah. Young, he, yes, so he I wasn't. Think you're right. Okay. You're right. He was. He was on that show. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was in shape. He was just a, a young, skinny, yeah. you know, teen. He's not like now. He's like jacked. jacked. Which he's not That's really awesome. that jacked. Just, just so you know that. Yeah. He's not. He's he doesn't. Dad bod no, no, he's not that jacked. He's. I've looked at. I've watched him, and just, okay. he, they make him look more jacked than he really is. He, me, him, and me, we're basically the same. Just so you know that. <laughs> like him and I take off our shirts. We're kind of almost the exactly. same. Oh. Okay, just, I just, didn't know that. Just so you know. Okay, yeah, then I will not even. It's, it's all Hollywood. And, I'm not watching you know, his stuff it's, anymore. It's all, it's all I got li- the, yep. the real deal yep. out it's all It's all lighting and all that other stuff, but he, he really isn't. Yeah, so me and him, one and the same pretty much. Awesome. So anyways, yeah. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on about the 1989 80s. 1989 was legit. It was my year. It was your year. It was a year. I, I came to America as a little Mexican boy. And you got met with Simpsons, Baywatch, Star Wars, Mario th- 3. In 1989, when I came here, I said, yeah. I want to get myself Pamela Anderson. And Ooh. I ended up with you. <laughs> <laughs> My own personal Pamela okay. Anderson. Because if you can be Jason Momoa, then I can be Pamela Anderson. Mm, that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> Jason and Pamela forever. Yes. But anyways, I kid. But no, 89 was awesome. 89 was awesome. A lot of great stuff. Turn of the century. Turn of the century. Turn of the decade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else you got from 89? Mm-mm. It's fun. You were doing anything fun that year? Besides living in a van down by the river? 
I think we were in an apartment by that time. So I think things started settling down. Mm. Oh, so that's good. Good for you. So yeah. things were looking up for both of us. Yeah. You got you got yourself out of the van. I got running water. You got running water. <laughs> you got yourself an apartment. I moved from Juarez to America. Juarez to America. America. Living the dream. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Everybody. Four. Crystal, my titties are hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm outside the wire of wire. Love you guys. Take care. Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs. This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot. Uh, <clears throat> no, nope, that's all wrong. Hold on. Catino is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What nope. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Catino Sauce Company. Catino? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. <laughs> you gotta act fast though, cause they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-based donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on Fifth Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donut, stop believing! Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be by the Cake Pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. What you drinking? My favorite drink ever, pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. 
And did you know that Sweets Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, this guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVC AZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and ValorsVeteransCommunityAZ.org.